0: Enjoy the message.
1: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. Such a beautiful evening to be in the house of the Lord. After all this kissing, you know, it should be easy to preach, right, to marriages. So praise the Lord. Should we give him time to take all that lipstick off or? No, he, he's going to wear it with pride. Amen. So in a night like today, hopefully we kiss those cardinals goodbye. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I was going to put my Dodger shirt on. And I remember the last time I, br- I preached and I brought it, we lost. So I figured, you know what? Let me not do that. Maybe this is, this is a holy place, holy of holies. But I'm thinking, you know what? Let me not do that again. And hopefully we win this time. Amen. So praise the Lord. You know, it is such an amazing thing. I want to take this time before I go into God's word. So obviously thank pastors, you know, Pastor Nestor, Pastor Lorena. Thank you for taking the time and actually the idea for this uh, to be such a a special place for couples. Amen. How many love your pastors? Amen. Praise the Lord. And you know what? They're so down to earth. There are some churches that you can't approach the pastor, you know, because they're holier than thou. They keep that line. You know, Nestor is approachable. So is Lorena. And you know what? It is such a great thing. We can see through him. Amen. You know, he's a Dodgers fan. He, he's a Rams fan and he lets you know. And you know, he's down to earth. Amen. And uh, that's a person that you can trust. Amen. Because if you can see him vulnerable, you know, when he stands up here, that usually means that his message will be right on and he won't be hiding anything. The word will be, uh, like it should be. You know, it has the, the, the amazing, anointing of the lord but at the same time it has that human side to it amen and we want that well let me ask you uh usually when i preach i preach about three and a half hours uh since you want to watch the end of that dodgers game is it okay if i just do three hours it's gonna go into extra innings anyways is that okay three is okay all right praise the lord uh today i would like to speak to you about a spiritual law and uh Geico had a commercial not long ago that said, uh, you know, it's so easy that a caveman can do it. Remember that? And uh, this law in particular, it's so easy to understand that I believe when I'm done today, there will be no one arguing uh, as to its veracity. You will say, you know what, that is true. And it's the law of sowing and reaping. So if you have God's word with you, I'm going to ask that you please go with me to Galatians Chapter number six, and let's read from verses seven through nine. Galatians chapter number six, and let's read verses seven through nine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Does anybody know the score at this point? All right. Very good. So uh, when the Dodgers are ahead, just please stand. Who's going to do that? All right. So Josh, you keep us honest here. Praise the Lord. That's how we know. If he stands, you don't need to worry about going anywhere. You know we're on top. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 9. If you have it, say amen. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for your love, your grace, your goodness. Thank you because on a Wednesday night, Lord, we can come to church and have fun, Lord. Thank you for our wives, Lord, our and the wives, husbands who are here today, God, and Father, thank you for the kissing, Lord. Thank you for all those things. But now, Father, Lord, I pray that you may speak into our hearts, God, that you give us keys for daily living. Lord, teach us how to live. Teach us how to live, God, that we might honor you, Father, in everything that we do. And I pray for each couple that is here today. Strengthen us today, Father, by the power of your spirit and the instruction of your word. We love you, Father, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. So first of all, in your notes, let's talk about the spiritual law. The spiritual law. Look what it says. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Look at this very next phrase. It says, for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So if you reap. If you plant or you reap oranges, what are you going to get? If you, orange juice. All right, there's something different. She's a step ahead. She already squeezed it. She did everything. Is she the kisser, by the way? Yeah, she's on fire today. She's making orange juice. Praise the Lord. And uh, it also says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So notice that here we have a law. But we also have a promise. So what is the law? The law is that whatever you plant, that will you reap. How many know that God's word is true? So if if all of the word is true, any and every part of it has to be true. Therefore, whatever you plant, you will reap. That's the law. But what's the promise? The promise is, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season... We shall reap if we do not lose heart. That is the promise. Amen. So just like the natural law, the spiritual law works in the same way. Just like we said, if you plant an orange or an, uh, an, uh, an orange seed, you should not expect to get an apple tree. Amen. If you plant an apple seed, well, guess what? Do not wait for a, a plantain or banana tree. It's not going to happen because that which you plant you should also expect to reap now this law says that if you want the, if you plant discord what are you going to reap discord if you plant hate what are you going to reap hate any bad treatment that you plant guess what it's going to come back like a boomerang ride right back to you and it's going to hit you in the head so if you plant goodness guess what Goodness, you're going to reap. Amen. So uh, part B there, it says ignorance does not cancel its application. What does that mean? If you don't know that there is a law of planting and reaping, guess what? God is not going to say, oh, he doesn't know it. I am not going to have the application of that law on him. No, you know, whether you know that gravity exists or not, If you go to a skyscraper and you think you're Spider-Man or Superman and you throw yourself down, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to come down. You're going to get hurt. You know, whether you know that the law of gravity is there or not, it's going to work against you. So you better know it. So someone may even die for lack of knowledge. Maybe you say, you know what? It's tough for someone that doesn't know a law for that law to work against them or for him in this case. You know, there are some uh, penal codes or some civil codes that say that the ignorance of a law does not preclude that law from being applied for you or against you. So you cannot tell the law or you cannot tell the Lord or you cannot tell your husband, well, I'm sorry. I did not know that that was a law or that it existed or did not exist. You can't do that. Why? Because it exists whether you know it or not. Another thing that we can get from this verse is that we are guaranteed a harvest. Say with me, I'm guaranteed a harvest. You know, if you plant, you are guaranteed a harvest. If you dig a hole and you put a seed, guess what? It's only a matter of time until that seed produces a small plant, which eventually grows and then you have a bigger and a bigger tree. But guess what? You are guaranteed a harvest if you take the time to plant. And we will reap exactly what we sow. That's another thing, another principle that we can get from this verse. We will reap exactly, that's what the word says, exactly what we sow. So let's talk about planting the seed. You know, maybe you look at your husband or your wife today. Uh, maybe you look at your children because this law applies to everything. This is not. Just husband and wife, you know. What you plan towards your children, guess what? You're going to reap. What you plan towards your boss, guess what? You're going to reap. What you plan towards people in general, man, it's going to come back to you. And it's going to hit you in the face one way or another. If it's goodness, you're going to get goodness back. If it's not goodness, you know, you're going to get evil or just hardship back. Because that is a law. Amen. You know, it's it's funny because one time we put this law to practice and we said without telling other people, let's just give a tie away. And we went out and we gave a tie away. Would you believe that actually people got ties back? It was amazing. We were, we're saying, how is it possible? You know, like a suit and a tie, you just give a tie away. Let's Let's plant a tie and see what happens. And it's amazing how people came up and said, you know, the Lord put it on my heart to just give you this tie. And we're like, oh my God, why did you do that? I don't know. The Lord put it in my heart. Inside of us, we're saying, oh, I know why the Lord put it in your heart. Because we planted ties, ties. So God is going to give them back to us. So let's talk about planting real, real quick. Uh, there are two seeds. There are no more than two. There are just two. You either pull in for God's seed or you pull in for the devil's seed. You only get God's seed or you get the devil's seed. Look at Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. That I have set before you life and death. Notice, just two seeds. Blessing and cursing. Those are the two seeds. It's like there's only two bags from where you can draw. Not three, not four, not five. The bags are there. Therefore, choose life. In other words, the, the 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 writer here is saying, please draw from the right bag when you're about to plant, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Now, as a husband and a wife, let me just ask this. And please don't raise your hand. It's a hypothetical question or a rhetorical question. And the the question is this. How many times that we remember have we drawn from the wrong bag? Please don't elbow anyone. Don't elbow. No elbowing allowed right, right now. But man, if I could count how many times we have just drawn from the wrong bag. And we did not pull that goodness from God's bag. You know, we, we pulled that other thing from the devil's bag. And guess what? It did not end well. So that's why it's important to talk about this law because it, it, we need to know it because as we know that we can plant goodness, we're going to get goodness back in our marriages. I think it, it's going to change our marriages. Amen. So here's a principle. Principle number one, Jesus always plants life. You can look at John 14, 6. I am in 2, 2, by the way, if you're following the notes. Principle, Jesus always plants life. So here's another key. The more you are like Him, the more you too are going to plant life. If Jesus only plants life... The more you are like Jesus, the more life you're going to plant. So if you look at your life today, what are you planting? Look at your marriage. Look at your, your relationship with your kids. Look at your relationship with those at your work site. Look at your relationships with other people. What are you planting today? Then number three, there's another principle. Satan always plants death. That is what his back contains. You can look at John 10.10. 10. And here, here's another thing. The more people are like him, the more they will do the same. Come on. You see, um, the word of the Lord is true. So you must decide what seed you will plant. It, you got to choose. You have to choose. What are you going to plant in your marriage? How are you going to live that relationship? What are the actions, the behaviors, the words that you're going to say? How are you going to say them? Because it's not just what you say, also how you say it. Both count, by the way. Both count. And you can't say, well, that's what I said, but that's not what I meant. Mm, 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 mm. You know, that's a way to get out of it. Well, baby, yeah, that's what I said, but it's not what I meant, you know, because words sometimes have different connotations, you know what I mean? And over time, the connotation. Or some words have been changing, you know? No, 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 no. Be careful, be careful, be careful. So you must decide what seed you will plant. We must decide to choose the seeds of life. How many say amen? Amen. Now, if you're going to applaud, brother, come on. Give me something better than that. Come on. Praise the Lord. Now, let me continue. Planting seeds, there are no neutral seeds there are no neutral seeds you are either planting a good positive seed or you are planting a bad negative seed you may not see it that way but actually that is happening whether you know it or not whether you know that this law is in effect or not we are always planting therefore we are always reaping because we're always planting, we are always reaping. And once we are born again, we must choose only seeds that produce life. Romans 8:5. I'm not going to read it, but hopefully when you get home, I've put in a lot of verses here to support what I'm saying. So hopefully my, my desire is not to go to all those verses because we would take too much time. But definitely when you get home, hopefully you take some time, maybe tomorrow or the next day. And as couples, you go over these and you read those verses, and you maybe enhance the presentation as you get more from the Word of God. So all the verses are listed there. So here's a question for you: if you took an inventory of your marriage today, could it tell you anything about what you have planted? Oh, it's awful quiet here. Only once at Santo over here. Praise the Lord. And I don't even think he's married. Is he married? <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. This is the single table. All right. Well, you know what, Pastor Nestor? I have an idea with this single table. Okay, forget it. Let's not go into that. Let's just leave it for another. Because, you know, a- after the Dodgers game, we could have, you know, some wedding, you know. I don't I don't know. Anyway, so we'll see. Uh, we can. Can we draw numbers maybe? Can we draw numbers? No. All right, praise the Lord. So if you took an inventory of your marriage today, could it tell you anything about what you have planted? In in, in your day, in your walk, in your situation today, what is your life telling you? The things that come back to you, not the things you give, those are good, but the things that you're reaping back. What is it telling you about maybe what happened six months ago, four months ago, a year ago? When you see those boomerangs coming back, what kind of boomerangs are coming back? Are they white or are they black? And I'm not playing with that word, you know, like I love black people as well. I'm just saying, you know, it's just darkness. You see what I mean? Please, just in case, because I know there's people out there looking for all kinds of things to hang on. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. Just got to make it clear. And our old bad habits make us reach into the wrong bag of seeds. Let me say it again, man, we carry bad habits. You know, when we come to the Lord, I want you to know this. Your spirit gets a a, a shot, you know, it gets vaccinated of sorts. Your spirit gets a shot, you know what I mean? You, You get renewing of your spirit because you go from darkness to light. But you know what doesn't get renewed? Your mind does not get renewed. It's not instantly. Because the renewing of your mind is a daily process that has to happen with the word of God and walking in obedience to the word of God. And that is the only way that your mind will be renewed. So we carry bad habits. And sometimes those bad habits in our pocket, man, make us reach into the wrong bag. And when we pull that seed out and we give it away, man, we just gave A bat seed away. And guess what? That is planting for the future. Let me define some different kinds of seeds today. First of all, words. Say with me, words. Man, all your words are seeds. Whether you know it or not. Now compare uh, a, a family, maybe a father or a mother that say, you know, our children are so rebellious. Man, our children are so rebellious. And the children are listening. How do you think those children are going to respond? They're going to feel like they're rebellious. And you're giving them some footing to actually be rebellious. Because they just heard mommy or daddy say, We are rebellious. I guess it's good. I should act that way. Versus a father or a mother that says, All of our children are taught by the Lord and their peace is great. And then your child is listening to that. How do you think they feel? Or compare someone that says, I just can't do anything right. And no matter what, I can't do anything right. Versus when you say in faith, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or compare a person that says, we've never had anything and we'll never have it. This is the way we will be. Imagine your children listening to you saying that. What do you think is happening? What do you think is going through their, through their mind? Man, as soon as I hit 18, I'm getting out of here. Because certainly there's not going to be anything for me here in the future. Versus you saying, you satisfy those who love you, God. I will have enough to even leave for my children. You know, I've heard in the news, so many uh, Hollywood people now, actors and actresses that they're saying, I guess the new thing is, I'm not leaving anything for my kids. I'm not leaving my million to my kids. They better make their own. And I'm thinking, man, if they only knew the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord says that a righteous man, a righteous wife, leave an inheritance to their children. Praise the Lord. And that inheritance sometimes is not money. That inheritance is not money necessarily. It's the words that you spoke into their life. You know, I know a dad that told someone, I I, I know these people. He constantly would say, you're not going to amount to anything. And you know, that child grew up that way. And today, that person suffers from self-esteem issues. He almost always has his face down. And I say like, hey, lift up your voice. Look at my eyes. Just look look here. Come on, look at me. And you know, they're like, eh, eh. Why? They were marked by the wrong words from his dad. Number two, not just words, but attitudes. Attitudes are seeds as well. What if when you see pride in the other person, you can plant humility? Now, I know that's difficult sometimes. I know it doesn't come naturally. This must be done by the Spirit of God. What if when you see bitterness, you plant gratitude? Not many amens. That's all right. I'm alone today. What if when you see selfishness, you plant agape love? You see, how do you react when your mom knocks on your door unannounced? You hear this click? You know, because in some of our countries, they have a certain thing. They go like this. Or You know, they could have a different way of knocking. You know, and the moment they knock, you know, it's either dad, it's either mom. And they're coming usually at a time that it's unannounced. And you are watching the Dodgers or the Lakers or you're doing something else. But that's the worst time maybe that they could have come. What do you do at that time? Do you say, praise the Lord, my mom is here. Or you say. Oh my God, this is the wrong time, man. But I guess I got to open because I got to honor the Lord. Guess who's looking? Your children are looking. And you give it 30 years? When you knock on their door, that little kid who is now 35 is going to say, Oh my God, my dad is here. I guess I got to open because I got to... Honor the Lord. You see, your attitudes are seeds. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. Say something. Santo is the word today. You know, what is in terms of, in terms of your attitude? You plant joy when you see sadness. What if you plant disposition when you see apathy? What if you plant acceptance when you see judgment man there is a lot of judgment going on in the world today but what if you plant acceptance you know acceptance does not mean that you have to compromise on your belief or your convictions acceptance is a hook as well to include people because you have an upper cut that's coming and that's the power of the holy spirit to change lives not just in marriage but all the way around. What if the your kids hear you say in terms of your attitude? Oh man, my pastor preaches too long. When that brother Reuben comes on Wednesday nights, man, we want to finish at 8, and it's 8:30, and we're still there. And your kids are listening. Guess what? Next time pastor preaches or Reuben Mora comes back, do you think they're gonna have the same attitude? to listen to your pastor or brother Reuben that drove 89 miles to get here. Hello. Both ways by the way. Still a good good chunk. So you see your attitudes are seeds. Then see actions are seeds. Actions are seeds. What about you look at your spouse and you see rejection for whatever instance and you you plant acceptance. You You freely give instead of waiting to receive. You know, some of us are either born takers or givers. And those who are givers will just give. Man, some people don't have, but they will take the little they have just to give. And others will just rather sit there. You know, the ranch is on fire. Little Mario is on top of the bed dancing. The dog is barking. Mary is trying to drink from her pachita and little mommy. You know, there's people that don't move. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they need a shot of Jesus in their heart. You see, your actions, your actions are seeds as well as goodness instead of violence. You see, your goodness is a seed. We got to look at these things as seeds. Maybe we don't see it that way, but goodness is a seed and so is violence. Which one will you plant? Unconditional love is a seed instead of counting mistakes. A lot of people just count mistakes. They are accountants in merit. I'm so happy that you're laughing. Santo. You know, I ministered this couple... And uh, I said them both. Usually when I do that, I I usually ask the woman first because, you know, it could go either way. In this case, I asked the man first and I asked the man and I said, brother, tell me what's going on. He took about two minutes. This is this, 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 this. And I said, "Okay, that's a short account. But okay, sister, what's going on? Well, brother. It was 1986, 26th of October at 3 p.m. and 16 seconds. He was wearing tennis shoes, jeans, and a Lakers shirt. And let me tell you, as soon as the next second hit, he did this, this, this. And and I'm like, sister, I can't write this fast. Come on. And, you know, when you go on for three and a half hours describing what's wrong in your marriage? Hello. Now. Please listen to me. Women don't change. That's the way you are. And we need you to stay that way. Please. We need you to stay that way. Be the way you are. Please do not change. But let me tell you something. If being that way, though, keeps you being an accountant, that's where I have a problem. Man, at some point, you got to erase. And, you know, even computers have an eraser. It's called a trash bin. Come on, Santo. You know, if you want to delete, what do you do? You throw it in the trash bin. But when you got to delete in life, what do you do? The heart is there. It keeps growing with stuff and growing with stuff. And you don't delete. You don't delete. You don't delete. What's going to happen? Depression, suicide, and whatever else you want to name. Man, at some point, we got to clean it. Amen. What about planning encouragement instead of criticism? So how do we sow? Number four. You know, we are planting in lives, basically our own, our spouses, our children and others. So here's, here's the key. The soil is the heart. You got to remember that, especially in marriage. I'm not going to read from Jeremiah 4, 3 to 4, but you can read it at home. You got to remember that the soil is the heart. And there are different types of soils. There are different types of hearts. For example, a stony or a thorny heart makes a harvest difficult. You can give out of one of these. If you give out of a stony heart, what are you giving? You're giving rocks. If you give out of a thorny heart, you're giving out thorns. And if you give a rock, guess what you're going to get back? A rock. If you give thorns out, guess what? You're going to get thorns back. You know, the second law of thermodynamics says for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Praise God for Isaac Newton. You know, he discovered that. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. That means that if I push the ground with a certain amount of force, I push down, guess what? There is something that is going to come from the ground up, and it's going to help me. Up And that's how walking actually happens. So for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So if you plant a seed down, a tree will come up. If you throw a ball up, the ball will come down. Did you know that if you throw a ball up, let's say at 90 miles per hour, at this point, and it goes up a mile. When it comes down and it hits this spot on the other side, It's also going to be 90 miles per hour on that same point on the other side of the hyperbole. Hyperbole. It's the same. Why? Because whatever you give, that same measure, that's how the word puts it. However you measure, you will be measured back. Amen. You know, I get home sometimes and we just got a puppy about a month ago. First time ever having a, a puppy. Her name is Hazel. She's a cockapoo. And you know, I go to the house. And man, that little piece of bundle hair and teddy bear just comes to me and just loves me and tries to bite my jeans. And you know, I go, Hazel, good girl, Hazel, good girl. And the more I go, the more she tries to like little bite me. And she throws herself. And I realize, you know, when I give love, I get love back. But the moment she goes to a door, she's learning. And I say, Hazel, no. She goes. You see, that's life. What you plant, that's what you reap. So note this. Plant what you want to reap. Whatever you want to reap, you must plant. Hallelujah. We must water the soil abundantly with the word of God. So after you have planted, keep giving the word of the Lord. Why? Because just as when it, the ground has water, it is easily for the crop to grow speedily. So in the spiritual spiritual, spiritual realm, when you give the word of the Lord, well, guess what? The crop will be uh, accelerated unto you. And also when you give the word of the Lord, the seeds are easily removed as well. So we must prepare the soil to receive the word. And how do we do that? We do that through prayer. We do that through the word. We do that through spiritual warfare. man. I can't believe it's almost eight. And I just happened to finish point number one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus. Why is this? Let me try to hurry. All right. Do we know the score, by the way? Man, one, one. All right. I'm getting worried because Josh is not standing. You're supposed to stand and take the promised land, brother. Let's talk about factors of the harvest. What are some of the factors in your harvest? Number one, the time factor. In other words, time is a factor. Every harvest has a time factor. Reaping and harvesting do not occur in the same season. You do not plant in, in one season and you reap in the same season. Why? Because there is a time factor that goes into it. After preparing the soil and planting the seed, you need to water it with God's word. Fertilize it. Fertilize the crop with your actions. So you plant the word, but you fertilize it with your actions. Why? Have you heard the expression, man, he said this thing with his words, but he did this. You see what I mean? Sometimes our words and our actions are not in marriage. <laughs> They're not communicating. There is, there is a disconnect right there. Do not unearth the seed to see how it's going. In other words, you could precipitate uh, the desired answer. And by you trying to do that, you're actually killing the plant. Imagine you plant this little seed and after three months, where, where are your fruit? Where Where is it? You know, it's not even been a year for the little plant to obviously grow. Uh, do not try to reap prematurely. Look at Mark four twenty six through 29. Read it at home. In the beginning, most trees do not look like older trees. Hello? It takes time for little trees to look like older trees. So you have to wait patiently for time to go by. Do not lose hope if things are not going well. How many say amen? Now I've used this example before, but I'm going to use it again because I think it's powerful. You see, today I went to my, one of my backyard and I pulled this tangerine from my tangerine tree. And as you can see, she's fully grown. She's yellow. When I pulled it, she's so ripe that actually it came off the stem. And I'm sure if you bite into this thing, it's very sweet. It's really sweet. But guess what? I also pulled this one and it doesn't look like a tangerine. They were pretty close to each other. But look at this one. This one is green. And I venture to say. I haven't tasted it. That it's probably bitter. You know the difference between this one. And the other one. They were near each other. On the same branch. The difference between this one and this one. Was time and water on the tree. That was the only difference. Time and water. This one spent more time on the tree therefore it got more water maybe today you're going through this kind of a marriage and you say you know what God it looks green unripe it's kind of bitter Lord here's God's answer for you man give it time and water give it time and water when you give time and water to any situation of bitterness it will be turned into sweetness can I have one amen, one praise the Lord? I thought you would put that on Twitter, Instagram, all these other places. And then number two, the multiplication factor. So not just a time factor, but a multiplication factor. We always, always reap what we sow. We saw that. In other words, you reap the same type as what you saw. You can see it in Galatians 6, 7. But we always reap, and this is where it gets interesting, we always reap more than what we sowed. Let's, let's do it again. You reap what you sow. In other words, the kind is the same. But you always reap more than what you sow. Sorry, you sow more than what you. Wait, you reap. That's right, you reap more than what you sowed. Why? Because there is a multiplication factor that goes inside of that harvest. Each harvest provides seeds for future sowing. Let me, let me put it to you this way. How many fruits are these? One. Yet if I split it and I take all the seeds and I plant all those trees and I wait two years, how many will I have from this just one? A lot. I don't even know. So you see, you reap more. You you always uh, reap more than you sow. And then also, this could be applied to the downward spirals in our marriage. Do you think marriages have a downward spiral? Oh man, let's try to eliminate those. Number one, they always begin with a single seed that the devil gives us to plant. It could be a thought. It could be a word that we gave. And you know... If you you look at at a spiral, it's usually, you know, it's got that little remolino on the top, you know, and it goes and it gets wider and wider and wider and wider. You know, it's easier to control a spiral right at the top. In other words, when it's starting, you can control the downward spiral in your marriage. The quicker, the better. Get to it quickly. Don't let it sit. Get to it work on it try to fix it immediately we give the seed and we reap the reward so the more you weigh the greater the reward positively or negatively then we're given further words and further seeds by the devil. And if we keep throwing them into the fire, guess what? The spiral keeps widening and widening and widening. And those little areas of irritation, quote unquote, become greater battlefields of arguments. I learned from my wife a couple of things. You know, I was probably a loose speaker when I started in our marriage. And I said, you know what, babe, I left at 3 o'clock. And, and she would stop me and say, no, you didn't leave at 3. You left at 3.10. And I'm like, well, yeah, 3, 3.10. No, no, but you didn't leave at 3. said, okay, that's not the point. That's relative to me. Whether I left at 3 or 3.10, it's not what I'm trying to say. I mean, it wasn't like 3.05 and 15 seconds. And she goes, no, 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 no. I left the house at three. 11 and you were still there. Now I'm like, babe, okay, hold on, hold on. What I'm trying to say is that whether I left at three or three, you see, it? And then you argue about nothing. Have you ever argued about nothing? I had a cousin when I was a kid that fought me over a screw. He was fixing his bike. And I don't know what happened to the little screw on the bike. And I probably lost that little screw for his bike. And he fought. He wanted to hit me. And I'm thinking, cousin, we're we're fighting over a screw? That's what we're doing? Hello. You see what I mean? Have you ever fought about nothing? So you're a nothing fighter. Santo. Hallelujah. All the nothing fighters say amen. Praise the Lord. Brother, you didn't say amen. I saw you, bro. I saw you. I'm looking at you, brother. Oh, all right, all right. So her word counts double. Yours counts once. All right, all right. Hey, you're good. You will do well. You will do well. Hey, here's the point, man. Here's the point for you. Do you want to be right or you want to be happy? You, You can be both. You can be both. Those things, they're not mutually inclusive. They're not. So if you're the one that has to be right, well, there we go. oh the anointing is falling back there. Praise the Lord. All right, point number three. Let's identify the harvest. Here's a good harvest. Here's a good harvest. Discover which seeds you planted that produced a good harvest. You got to pay attention. Choose to plant more of that seed to produce more of that good harvest. Now let's look at an undesired harvest. If you look at your relationship and you see an undesired harvest, first thing you do is you repent. Because you cost it. If you produced an undesired harvest, repent and change. A bad harvest is like herbicide. The crops start to die immediately. But although it's dying, it's not dead yet. There is usually a time... From the moment a harvest starts dying to the point that it actually dies. So you have some time. Be encouraged. Change your actions. And put put a positive change into the situation that can still turn the tide. And next, do not admit guilt trip from the enemy. Man, he will accuse you. He will say, you have no way. Your marriage, you know, it will never, ever, ever be a great marriage. And you know what? You could respond to him and say, devil, get the heck out of town. Let me tell you something. I am not fighting. I am not fighting for a perfect marriage. Because perfect marriages do not exist. But I am fighting for a healthy marriage. That's That's the goal. The goal is not perfection. The goal is health. Amen. Allow God to restore areas of undesired harvest. As you continue to plant good seeds. You can read Joel 2.25 later. So as you restore, you keep planting. Then E, repent and change your actions immediately. Once you discover yourself planting the wrong seeds. Let's look at point number four. How to plant great harvests. Maybe you say, Pastor, help me out. How do I plant great harvests in my marriage? How many would like a great harvest? We just want a great harvest. Amen. Well, you need to remember to choose seeds from God's bag. That's point number one. You want a great harvest in your marriage? You got to choose the right seeds. You need to choose seeds from God's bag. You can read Deuteronomy 3019 at home. You got to choose the Bible to speak and holy behavior to plant. I'm going to stop right there because that's worth the price of admission. You need to choose the Bible to speak and the unholy behavior to plant. When you do that, you're on your way to a great harvest. Ask God to give you the proper seed. Second Corinthians 9.10 says that he gives the seed to he who plants. So it is God that gives you the seed. And then prepare the soil for your good. Dedicate time for Uh, to prayer and the word and because of others if you need to go into spiritual warfare if you're talking about a relationship that is outside marriage man make it a part of your spiritual intimate time with the Lord and let me tell you there is nothing that you may be going through that the almighty God the God of heaven cannot extend his hands over and touch and redeem and transform for his glory amen then number three, speak the word in order to plant it. you got to speak. Tell your neighbor, you have to speak. Tell them, you have to speak. You have to speak. Why? Because even God spoke His words unto the world. You know, when He was creating, He spoke. Let there be. Let there be. Let separation. Let the waters from over the earth be separated, right? Let the seeds of the ground. Let the ground produce plants. Let the ground produce animals. So he spoke. Let me tell you, the proclamation, here's one. The proclamation always precedes the manifestation. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate that. The proclamation always precedes the manifestation. Isaiah 55, says, So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth." He shall not return to me void, but he shall accomplish what I please and he shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Imagine you tell your wife, babe, this is going to be our greatest year ever. Man, how do you feel? That feels different, huh? Or consider the difference between negative seeds and positive seeds. You know, you can plant, you can plant either. Amen? So imagine that you're at home and I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to plant some seeds. You know, going through your house, you look to your wife and you say, I don't even know why I married you. I should have married my other girlfriend. (laughs) Hello. How do you feel? (laughs) If I had known you were this way, I wouldn't have married you. (laughs) There it goes. You're planting seeds, baby. You know, you just can't think, huh? Man, you're planting seeds. Can you read the instructions? Are you that dumb? You know, you're not even good to take the trash out. You're planting seeds. You know what? I'm going to get you out of prison. Let me go into the white bag. Here we go with collars again. Can you forgive me, Leslie? You're the one saying, oh my God, oh my God. What is he getting into? Is this on Instagram? Is this on YouTube? You know, what if you tell your wife or your husband, well, babe, you know, we're going through some hard things, but if I had to marry you again, I would do it again in one second oh that was a lot better you know i'm sure the devil would love to split us honey but i got more love than the devil does come on somebody oh man if you're a wife you look at your husband you say wow baby that tie makes you look prophetic Man, you're planting seeds, baby. Come on. Or maybe you look at your wife and you say, babe, be careful. Don't walk so fast. You may get disassembled. No, you can look at your wife and say, honey, if I had to do it all over again. I would do it without thinking. You see, your words are seeds. Your words are seeds. And when I was saying them, there was a certain reaction going through you. That's proof that words have seeds. Point number four, fertilize the word with corresponding actions. Point number five, realize that the enemy wants to place his thoughts in your mind. Therefore, always check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. That's the battleground. Think about the things that God has given you. Look at Philippians 4.8. Will he not do it again? Yes, he will do it again. God is a God that will do it again. Let's finalize today talking about avoiding conflict. Amen. I think we could enjoy this one as well. Look at James 3.16. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Man, you think about envy and (sighs) self-seeking. That's everywhere, isn't it? Look at Proverbs 20 and 3. It is honorable for a man to stop striving since any fool can start a quarrel. Man, it is honorable to stop. You see, it takes two to fight or argue. There can't possibly be a fight or an argument unless there is two in the fight. I never saw Mike Tyson in the ring fighting by himself. I never saw Evander Holyfield punching the air. But I saw them both fight. So it takes two to fight. You see, one of the spouses must assume an active attitude towards the strife. And what is that active attitude? Let me tell you, it is not a passive hiding You can't just hide passively and say, that's how I'm going to do this. And you just can't have a challenging silence. There are silences that speak louder than words. And they infuriate. You see, arguing is like a carousel. It is easier to stop it early than after it has reached a greater velocity. You can read Proverbs 15.1. You know, if this helps you, I'm going to give it to you. Sometimes my wife comes at me the wrong way. I'm sure I come at her the wrong way too. I'm, just not, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm perfect and she's not. But, you know, in order to avoid arguments or exchanges, I just do this number. You know, since I, I, I guess I bought my glasses like two years ago because I needed it at that time. So I couldn't do it before, but now I enjoy it. Usually I'm reading or studying and I just do this number. When she said something, And I don't want to get into it at that moment. I just do this number. I just keep on going. You know, it it looks like. What? Okay. So if it helps you. Throw a laugh in there. You know. It's better to avoid the argument than argue and be right. Let me say it again. It's better to avoid the argument than argue and be right. So we go back again to it. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And please remember, your spouse is not your enemy. Satan is your enemy. Read Ephesians 6.12. Plan love when the other plants strive. When you plan peace and harmony. And I think that says peach. Yeah, plant peaches too. That's that's usually good. But when you plant peace and harmony, you're guaranteed a harvest in this same nature. Only God's power can change a pattern of strife, fight, argument in a relationship. Therefore, a strong willpower or determination is not enough. Maybe you say, you know, I'll do it. You know, I'll just, I'm going to be strong. This is not going to happen. Man, as soon as the fire starts, you forget about your determination and there goes your nation. You know, rendering to God becomes a truce. Let me talk about truce. I had never heard this, so I don't even know if it works. But I got it from a book and it looked good. So I put it in here. So go practice it. Let me know if it works. And then I will either get it out of my message or I will keep it in there. How about that? So let me just finish with number six. It says, truce in the storm. Give each other a right to a truce at any moment. You, you think that things is getting a little heated? You just go, truce. 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 Time out. <laughs> brother, I understand, brother. I understand. I understand. The writer of the book from which I got it. Was Hispanic or is Hispanic. So there you go. Amen. Then point number B. To call for truth is a way to recognize that you're both arguing. So just say truth. Then surrender your most untamable member to God. Which is your tongue. Look what it says. This is the part that really got me going. Pray together in the spirit for three minutes. So here we go. And the book said, no more, nor less. That's what the book says. I put it in there. The book says it, no more, no less. Because it said, if it's more than three minutes, you will not want to do it. And if it's less than three minutes, it will not be enough to stop the argument. So you got to call for truce. Truce. Got to join hands and speaking tongues for three minutes. Brother, is your wife Hispanic. All right. Brother, practice this and let me know if it works, brother. Oh, my God. All right. It could be. It could be. Truth, truth, truth. Come on, brother. Let's join hands and speaking tongues for three minutes. Come on. All right. F. You will be sowing unto the Spirit, not your flesh. And remember, your harvest will come from what you have planted. So as I conclude today, let me tell you this. You have to be the change you want to see. Be the change you want to see. And plant the very thing you want to reap. If you take anything out of today other than truth for the brother back there. Be the change... You want to see and plant the very thing you want to reap because your marriage is in a change in you away from changing. I'll read it again. Your marriage is a change in you away from changing. Yes, brother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the devil will just blame you. He will just drive thoughts into your mind, your spirit. He will tell you it's all your fault. You'll never get out of this one. No one will be able to reach out and help you. Man, he will just bombard your mind, your spirit, your soul with negative thoughts. It's a guilt trip. That's what it means. You got to know that. You got to know that that's going on. So uh, admit responsibility. But don't give the devil any leeway. Don't give him an inch. Don't take a foot. That's what it means. Yeah, yeah. Any other questions, by the way? We have a couple of minutes. Do we know the Dodgers score, by the way? Praise the Lord. I told you it would be tied. Any other questions real quick? I didn't hear you, brother. If she's mestizo, all right, then you speak in tongues for three minutes and you're sure you am sure you'll figure it out.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer?